Support for this podcast and the following message come from Wise, the app that makes managing your money in different currencies easy. With Wise, you can send and spend money internationally at the mid-market exchange rate. No guesswork and no hidden fees. Learn more about how Wise could work for you at wise.com. Apartments and houses are in ruins in the towns that Ukrainian forces have liberated from their short Russian occupation. Gas and electrical lines are in tatters. Grocery stores are empty. And while many people fled if they could, there are also Ukrainian civilians who remained behind. And they are now describing what they saw. NPR's Jason Bobian reports from the Kharkiv region of eastern Ukraine. The town of Kozacha-Lapanya used to be the last railway stop in Ukraine before trains from Kharkiv crossed into Russia. Passengers could exchange Rivna for rubles, grab a cup of coffee, stretch their legs. Now the Ukrainian customs post is blown apart. The high-ceiling train station is pockmarked with bullet holes. The steel tracks in front of the platform are twisted from explosions. Ukrainian police claim they found a torture chamber in the basement of the station where Russians interrogated local residents. Resident Luda Toryanek says one local man was held for several days simply for trying to cross into Ukrainian-controlled territory to visit his hospitalized mother. And she says she saw him when he was released. He lifted up his shirt and his back was black and blue with bruises. He was beaten there for nothing. The 58-year-old Toryanek says one day she saw her own son being marched to the train station by three soldiers with guns. It was very cold. It was April. It was windy. It was raining. And I sat waiting on the train platform in just light clothes. She says she waited shivering for two hours outside the station before they let her son go. At first, he told her that he was just questioned about some looting. He said they made him sit on a chair with his hands tied with tape and a hood on his head. Later at night, when he screamed because of the nightmares, then I realized that he didn't want to upset me, and he didn't tell me that he was beaten. Kozacha Lapanya was one of the first places Russian forces invaded when they launched their offensive against Ukraine in February. Moscow held the border town until Ukrainian troops retook it on September 11th. Many of the 4,000 residents fled either to Ukrainian-held territory or to Russia. Toryanik says she stayed in part because she'd agreed to look after her neighbor's cats, dogs, flocks of chickens and geese. She says she couldn't abandon them. Toryanik also planted flowers to make it clear that she had no intention of leaving. The fighting left the main street in ruins. Buildings burnt, the post office with its doors and windows blown out, and the grocery stores destroyed. Residents lived off food from their gardens and food packets handed out by the Russians. We meet Kirill Krasnikov, a Ukrainian volunteer who's passing out bread, water, and bags of pasta from the back of a small hatchback. He says the needs here are huge. Medical supplies, water, gas. By gas, he means they need piped gas for heating and cooking. He adds they also need generators or some other way to get electricity. Because now in this village, they don't have electricity at all. So it's a very big problem. Residents still have very limited access to information as the Russian-aligned forces shut down the Ukrainian cell phone and internet connections. And the conditions in many other parts of Ukraine that were under Russian control are similar. 
further south in the city of Izum, where investigators are exhuming hundreds of bodies from a burial site in a forest. People are living in high-rise apartment buildings without any windows. All the glass was blown out by explosions. Residents are cooking over open wood fires. Some people say they're concerned about facing the oncoming winter without gas heat. But the determined Ludatorianic backing Kozachilapanya isn't worried. She can get by this year, she says defiantly to me and my interpreter, without gas or electricity. We live with candles, but we will live in our land with our authorities, with the Ukrainian. And we will rebuild everything. It's not a big problem. We will rebuild, restore everything, but we will stay here. Carrying two bags of groceries that she just got from the volunteers, Toryanik heads back across the railway tracks to her house, her flowers, and all of her neighbor's animals. Jason Bobien, NPR News, Kozachilapanya, Ukraine. Support for NPR and the following message come from Bombas. Bombas makes absurdly soft socks, underwear, and t-shirts. And for every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Get 20% off your first purchase at bombas.com NPR and use code NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor Greenlight. Want to teach your kids financial literacy? With Greenlight, kids and teens use a debit card of their own, while parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and savings in the app. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash NPR. Humans are kind of overrated. Over on Shortwave, a science podcast, we're only kind of kidding. We're bringing you the wondrous world of animal science to your daily life. From queer animal love stories to songbird memories, we're showing you how critter knowledge informs human science. Listen now to Shortwave, a podcast from NPR. NPR.